0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
1: If you're feeling anxious, stressed, or lonely in these difficult COVID times, call CalHOPE at 1-833-317-HOPE to talk to someone who can help. That's 1-833-317-4673. Hope will persevere.
2: Our immune systems are like superpowers, but even they need support. Avmacall Extra Strength combines broccoli and beta-glucans to help your cells detoxify. Learn more at afmacall.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
3: Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show.
0: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're back here on Fantasy Sports today for
3: our second hour of our two-hour show. In this one o'clock hour, we'll get back into some football, talk about Whether or not Tom Brady may be back with the New England Patriots, preview the NFL games this weekend, and then play some high, low, or the same in terms of baseball ADP. Fantasy Sports Today, Hour 2 starts now.
0: Fantasy Sports Today. by Owens. Owens made the catch. Oh. Pass is caught! Oh.
3: Welcome back. Craig and Joe with you here on Fantasy Sports Today. This is our number two of our show. We got an hour to go for those of you who are listening to the entire show. Cool. If you're listening on demand, bits and pieces covering fantasy baseball and football at this point in January. One of those weird months in the year where uh, not a lot of fantasy happening, but a lot of reality happening. So we hit on it all and we continue to discuss it moving away from the games this weekend briefly, Joe, and talking about the future, a couple of quarterbacks with some news yesterday. The first, of course, was Tom Brady, who I thought had a very thoughtful uh, response on Instagram yesterday. And I play that percentages game with baseball. If I had to play it with Tom Brady, I'll do it very simply, Joe. I think there's a 90% chance that Tom Brady's going to play in 2020. I just I would probably say that there's an 88% chance that it ends up being with the Patriots. But boy, from all indications, Brady slept on that game over the weekend, uh, Sunday and Monday, and then popped back on and basically said, hey, look, I'm coming back. It's just a matter of where and it's a matter of when. So that's good for the NFL. I want to see Brady back, and it does appear that he will be back.
4: Yeah, I don't think Brady was going to go out on a pick six, you know, so anybody who thought that was going to happen. And look, we've, we've been through, you know, the down endings of Brady seasons before. I mean, he doesn't have 20 rings. He's got six. So, I mean, everybody who takes all of that joy in the failure of the Patriots, it's you really should sit and evaluate your own life and your own fandom and realize how much it must suck that that's the only joy that you get out of life. But the statement was uh, quite telling in both life and football. According to Brady, failure is inevitable. You don't always win. You can, however, learn from that failure, pick yourself up with great enthusiasm and place yourself in the arena again. And that's where you will find me because I know I still have more to prove. Tom Brady, the goat. (laughs) And that's uh, and that's the thing. This guy loves his job. I, I love my jobs. I do. I'm very blessed. I don't know where you're at. If you love everything you do. I I do. I really do. And I hope that shows through in what I do here every day and, and on the other podcasts and, other, and the books and everything else. I'm very blessed. It's a lot of work to do what we do. It's a lot of work to do what Tom Brady does, a lot more work. And the fact that he's been doing it so long and you see guys who are you know, like Andrew Luck, who's dealt with injuries and dealt with things and just couldn't stay on the grind anymore and just couldn't do it. Yeah. And we're sitting here and Tom Brady is going to be 43, I think, next year. Right. If memory serves. Sounds right. And there he is. He still has more to prove. Now, here's the thing. Bill Belichick knows now, all right, we've got like a two-year deal here with Brady. So I guess the real question is who, when, how do they start grooming the next guy? Because I think what you want is to have this next guy learn under Brady, at least to get exposure to, I think, the organization and the offense and how you do things. I don't think you want to make a clean break where Brady leaves and some other guy comes in. I think it would be much better for everyone to have somebody in house. Now who that guy's gonna be, I don't know. Do you have an idea? Would you what would you think they would throw a second round pick on a love if he makes it there?
3: Mm, I don't think I, I think again someone will like uh someone will like love more than someone else mm-hmm. and will jump up and snatch him. Like the Patriots actually that is a spot where From I could see ending up. That would be a spot where they give him a year or two to see if they can develop him into that kind. I, I do think the Patriots will draft a quarterback this year. It does make some sense. Um,
4: from yeah, I, mean, I don't think
3: Bridgewater is going to sit. There. I think Bridgewater
4: wants to go play somewhere. There's a quarterback, by the way, from
3: Hawaii. His name is Cole McDonald. I don't know what's going to end up happening with this guy, but he, this guy can throw. Is he I in mean, the draft? He's going to be in the draft coming up. Yeah. Well, I mean,
4: you know, it's funny. I mean, Mahomes is that guy that everybody sat back and went, I don't know what you think about your Mahomes, but man, can that guy throw the football? And every time I watched any footage on him when I was trying to cover the draft and get ready for football season, all I kept thinking was, man, this guy can throw the football. <laughs> I
3: did and not I think Mahomes than- would be anywhere close to what he is now. I got to be honest. I did not. I did not think.
4: Well, but that. that's the thing. It's it's uh, the evaluation is like, what can how can, how much raw talent does this guy have? And then how coachable are they? And do they end up in the organization that is has the right environment to get the best out of them and teach them how to play the position? And that's where some organizations succeed. I mean, you know, Andy Reid, it's a perfect example. I mean, he got Donovan McNabb, was able to get the most out of him. He got the most out of Alex Smith, which yeah, nobody could, yeah, it seemed did. like. And he got the most, he's getting the most out of Mahomes now. So it does, where you end up, it's not all just about your talent. It's about What what you know, what environment fosters that talent and develops it properly?
3: Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater, by the way, yesterday, the backup in New Orleans, who was running on the field at the end of the game or the end of the play, uh, said only a special situation would have to happen, Joe, for him to leave New Orleans. Does that special situation, Joe, mean a big contract? Because that's what I'm thinking is is the special situation. He's not staying in New Orleans, right? He's going to leave,
4: right? I mean, look, if you're Teddy Bridgewater, I think you showed enough this year that you can answer football games for somebody. So the special, uh, if you're going to put it in air quotes there, the special situation is a starting job where somebody's going to say, Teddy, here's the keys. Go do it. And and if it's not going to be, then if you are Teddy Bridgewater, you look at the Saints and you go, okay, I got a great head coach in Sean Payton. I've got the best wide receiver in football. I got one of the best running backs in Alvin Kamara here. I mean, Drew Brees, how much longer is he going to go? I'm okay with taking the keys to this castle. It's kind of like he's kind of like the Josh McDaniels of quarterbacks, right? It's like, well, unless it's a Rolls Royce you're pulling in, I'm not driving away in it because I've already got a Mercedes. (laughs) What am I worried about? It's waiting for me in the garage.
3: Yeah, I I think he leaves. And I, I think that it's just all about, for me, Um you know, it's it's all about just getting paid, you know. I mean if if Teddy B's gonna get eight to ten million to go play somewhere, he's gotta he's gotta go do it. I mean, does this guy not realize what happened to him years ago where he had that chance in Minnesota and got that serious injury? I just I would love to see him get an opportunity and get a chance to start. All right, coming up next, we dive back into some fantasy baseball conversation. You're listening to Fantasy Sports Today. Make sure you like and subscribe to our show, if you wouldn't mind, please, whether you're listening on iTunes, Android, or wherever the case may be, Stitcher, audioboom.com. Like, subscribe, uh, give us comments on the show, what you'd like to hear more of, what you'd like to hear less of. Anything in the world, hit us up, let us know. We'll be back with more Fantasy Sports Today right after this.
1: These days, it's understandable if you feel anxious, stressed, or lonely because of COVID. You're not alone. CalHOPE, a program at the California Department of Healthcare Services, can connect you with resources for mental wellness. Visit CalHOPE at calhope.org to find tips and useful resources to support your mental wellness during these difficult times. Or call CalHOPE at 1-833-317-HOPE to talk to someone who can help. That's 1-833-317-4673. Hope will persevere. These days, it's understandable if you feel anxious, stressed, or lonely because of COVID. You're not alone. Worrying about physical separation, your own health, and the health of family and friends can weigh heavily on you. But with the help of CalHOPE, you can get important mental health resources and information to help you find your way in these difficult times. Call one 317 hope to talk to someone who can help. That's 1-833-317-4673. HOPE will persevere.
0: Well, I like fantasy sports today. And I like football. And I'm going to keep doing them both because they make me feel good.
3: Welcome back to fantasy sports today. Craig and Joe here with you as we dive into some more fantasy baseball discussion. It is the month of January, so we continue along those lines as we uh, get toward the NFL. Don't forget, over on SportsGrid TV, you can catch all of your wagering advice with all of our great hosts that are on 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If that's what you're into, head on over there. Very easy to find us at SportsGrid.com. Uh, Pitching is always uh, one of the interesting conversations with baseball. I think the baseball itself is probably part of the conversation this year. We've had a couple of changes with ballparks. Uh, Rangers have a new ballpark. Giants moving the fences in. Miami moving the fences in. I didn't see anything really significant. But what is significant is trying to find that pitcher, Joe, that ends up going from maybe the 30th ranked pitcher to the 20th or the 70th to the 15th. It happens every year. There's always those surprises. By the way, conversely, there's those surprises of pitchers who don't succeed, and this is away from injury um let's let's kind of get into a couple of players joe that you think could end up taking that next step this year
0: well and, and you
4: know the caveat being like who are guys that can crack the top 25 for the first time so it's not like these aren't guys that have you know been there before and had injuries and bouncing back because that's easy to analyze and if you pose this question to a lot of people in the in you know just around even fancy baseball really smart enthusiastic owners They'll sometimes go too young with some of these guys and some of these names and, and they keep forgetting that, you know, as much as we all love Lance McCullers to be in that he's going to be on an innings limit. You know, all these guys have limitations now. So this becomes a very tricky situation and a very dicey situation to target somebody who is right on the precipice, who you think is ready to kind of make, take that next step forward. And the first one for me is Eduardo Rodriguez. Now, this is a guy that I've got to be, you know, full transparency. I have owned. Every year, the last three years because of the strikeout rate. I am a strikeout whore, Craig Mish. I love it. I you're love hope pitchers, you're strike- hoping
3: to be right this time around.
4: Well, I wasn't wrong last year. Last two years, he's got an ERA under under four. The last, I know that doesn't sound like, oh, my God. But you know what? It kind of matters. He's only 27. Last two years, three, eight ERA, three, eight ERA. So he's found his identity of who he is. And the reason I love strikeout pitchers so much is because these guys are able to get out of their own jams. And that's always a huge thing. You know, you have a pitcher on the mound who can put people away that matters. He's also very consistent in terms of ratio every year. He's striking out nine and a half per nine. He's I'd love to see him improve that walk rate. It's always around a three. If he can get that under three, that would be spectacular. But here's the things that Eduardo Rodriguez has going for him. Last year, he made 34 starts last year. He threw 203 innings last year was the first time in a while too where you had somebody who was out there every Eduardo Rodriguez out there, every single start. And I think that matters in the sense of the confidence of the player going into next year and understanding this is what it takes at the big league level to make 30 plus starts. This is what it takes to manage myself over a full season. And that's not something you can't, you can teach. That's something you have to experience. And Eduardo Rodriguez experienced that. Now he also has a really good offensive supporting cast. He also has an environment he's familiar with. So there's a lot of things where you look at Eduardo Rodriguez and I say, this guy is right on the precipice. He's probably in the thirties right now. But I think in this year, he goes into that top 25 category. I think it's easy. The walks are the one thing that hold him back. But even with the walks, 75 last year, a little bit too high. 213 strikeouts and 203 innings. That's what I want. That's what I look for. Back-to-back year sub-4 ERA in the EO, in the AL East. Not an easy thing to do. He did that as well. So as long as the health is there, I don't see why he doesn't crack that grouping. How do you feel about Eduardo
3: Rodriguez? Have I sold you on him? Uh, you know what? I'm not sure. Um but I do think that what there is. I a threw
4: chance. in this special can of Turtle Wax? On
3: it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm I'm probably going to say he does not take the next step. But I like where you're going with it. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't rule it out. Um, What's the negative for you? Because I just threw out a lot
4: of I would I say just very I, just, I, I thought last year would have been that
3: if he didn't do it last year, why is he going to do it this year? He still is in his prime though. Twenty seven prime. He hasn't even hit his prime.
4: We're That's not even here. Well, prime for a Major League Baseball player is age uh, 29 to 31. That is the peak productivity level of a Major League Baseball player. A lot of people confuse that with the 26-27 breakout, and that's really based more on median age of the Major League Baseball player. So J.C. Bradbury did a fascinating study. He's the guy who wrote Hot Stove Economics about this whole thing, and that it's it's a great little study. It's a great little thing now. Probably the last two years, you could probably go back and fix that trend just a little bit because guys are breaking in younger But still, that's they're confusing median age with breakout age. It's not the same, nor is peak peak performance of a major league baseball player age twenty nine to thirty one.
3: Yeah, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'm like, okay, yeah. I I, I don't. You know what? I, I, sadly, I don't have a strong opinion on this player, other than to say I think I think that the last two years are exactly what he is. I don't think it's better. I don't think it's worse.
4: Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. You you know, he won nineteen games last year, right? Not that wins mean anything. Yeah, no, but no. I, I I'm, well, I'm staring at all
3: the numbers, Joe. I'm trying to find, I'm trying to find an indicator that would have me go above or below this, and I can't do it. i I think he's that guy. Okay, well, uh, all right.
4: if he firms that walk right down, he becomes that guy in spades. Just want to say that.
3: Yeah.
4: All right, give me the next one. All right, next guy is Frankie Montas, who a lot of people are going to be off of because of the drug suspension, which he came back at the end of last year and had a glowing end of the start on my birthday, I might add. Uh, and going back and looking at his 2019 you know, for the first 16 games of the season, man, he was nine and two with a two, six, three ERA. And a lot of people looked at it and go, Oh my God, Frankie Montas, where'd this come from? And then everybody saw the drug suspension and went "Oh, pff, That's where it came from. But drugs don't make you walk less guys. At least, at least I'm not sure that they do. If they did, there's a lot of pictures I'd like to get on some drugs because they walk way too many guys, but that's not what it was. So when he came back and had another dominant start, I don't care if he's on the special vitamins, not on the special vitamins. I really don't care. All I care about is what's the K to walk ratio. And that's four and a half. Okay. Four and a half to, to one here is the strikeout to walk ratio. That to me screams top 20 pitcher. And I'm looking at this good environment in Oakland, good run support in Oakland familiarity. Now he's been there for three years. He made 16 starts last year. He was earmarked for a lot more. So there wasn't a whole lot of stress on him last year. where he had this huge innings total or anything like that. So for me, I'm looking at this guy and I'm thinking to myself, Frankie Montas is ready to take the next step. And kind of like Rodriguez, these are guys are kind of floating around that. I don't think get enough credit for whatever reason. Well, well Rodriguez walks too many guys or he's been hurt too much and Montas got hit for that suspension. So I don't think I buy what he did. Guess what? You should buy it because 2.2 walks per nine over those first 16 starts. I don't know about you. That gets me up in the morning, Greg. Yeah. Well,
3: I, didn't, I won't go that far, Joe. Oh, lost, I guess, yeah, you, you, you had me, you had me, and then you lost me, right? Here, here is. We'll end with this. On this, there's a couple of things I want to I want to hit on here. Um, okay. Uh, the interesting part of this is I'm here's my hot take. Between Montas, Lazardo, and Puck. One of those three guys is going to be one of the big pitching sleepers in fantasy this year. Maybe even, you know what, let me put Manaya in there too. They have four guys that I think one of them, maybe two, but I think one of them for sure, we're going to look back this time next year and go, this guy really took the next step. Now, I'm not sure which one of the four it is. I think Puck, who I saw pitch at the University of Florida, who had Tommy John surgery and, again, probably will be limited with some innings, maybe only 130 innings or so. I don't think he goes from 10 big league innings to 200. Puck has a chance to be a stud. Lazardo has a chance to be a stud. Montas has a chance to be a stud. Manaya has a chance to be a stud. I don't think all four will. One will end up probably being a bust. Not like the others. But, but I think that we're you're on to something here with Oakland. I think that one of these guys is going to end up being... You
4: know why I didn't pick Lazardo? Do you know why I didn't pick Puck? You know why? I mean, all those guys are very talented. I love them all. Don't get me wrong. And, I, and last year, I in two keeper leagues, I flipped Jesus Lizardo at the beginning of the year for Garrett Cole in not one, but two leagues. That's how high the stock was on Jesus Lizardo. And I love Jesus Lizardo, but I was smart enough to recognize the stock was at an all-time high heading into last year. And I took advantage of it. I'm telling you right now, the difference between those guys, which one's not like the other, like Sesame Street style, Montas doesn't have any limitations going into this year. Zero. Manaya could. We all know Puck is going to, and we all know Lazardo to a certain extent is going to. And Lazardo's coming off a shoulder injury, which most of these are super tricky.
3: I'm, so, hi- I'm higher on Puck than I am Lazardo.
4: From a talent perspective, I get that. But from a 2020, is this guy going to throw enough innings to jump into the top 20? I don't see that happening. I really don't. I look at Puck like I look at Paddock last year. Man, they gonna get quality innings. But you're not going to get enough where he's going to finish in the top 20, and that's what we're talking about. Guys are going to finish in All the right, top. That's, that's fair. And Montas is the only guy that's not like the other ones in that sense. Oh, no, Manaya could. But I don't know, man. History tells us otherwise. <laughs> and I like Manaya. I like Manaya too, but I don't think he's – he's never had a stretch where he's been as
3: dominant for as long as Montas was last year. If AJ Cuff throws 130 innings and strikes out 140 guys and, win, and wins 10 games, not a top 20 guy, but that's solid. Right. But that's not the question. <laughs> it is not the question. All right, we'll take a quick timeout. When we come back next, we're going to look at some baseball win totals. You're listening to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish along with Joe Pisapia and we'll be back right after this.
1: These days, it's understandable if you feel anxious, stressed, or lonely because of COVID. You're not alone. CalHOPE, a program at the California Department of Healthcare Services, can connect you with resources for mental wellness. Visit CalHOPE at calhope.org to find tips and useful resources to support your mental wellness during these difficult times. Or call CalHOPE at 1-833-317-HOPE to talk to someone who can help. That's 1-833-317-4673. Hope will persevere. These days, it's understandable if you feel anxious, stressed, or lonely because of COVID. You're not alone. CalHOPE, a program at the California Department of Healthcare Services, can connect you with resources for mental wellness. Visit CalHOPE at calhope.org to find tips and useful resources to support your mental wellness during these difficult times. Or call CalHOPE at 1-833-317-HOPE to talk to someone who can help. That's 1-833-317-4673. Hope will persevere.
0: Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia.
3: Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig and Joe back here with you on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We are here every Monday through Friday talking different sports, fantasy sports with you and Hopefully you guys will be along for the ride as we get into the deep part of the fantasy baseball draft season, which is coming up next month. But if you want to be the next daily fantasy millionaire, all you got to do is dunk on your NBA DFS competition and use DailyRoto.com. That helps you dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros on the DailyRoto.com Optimizer and the most accurate projections at NBA DFS. Plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with the promo code dunk. Visit DailyRoto.com. Slash dunk to learn more. That's dailyrodo.com slash dunk. Dailyroto.com is where millionaires are made. And welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today. And Joe, uh, one of the things that I will say that um, I am known for in this, in this industry is being able to nail these win totals. That is one of the things that I would say. I don't pat myself on the back often. In a year, I'll only do it a few times. But this is one of them where I'm usually very good with these. And the last two years, fortunately for me, I have made a significant amount of money doing this the last two years. This is really what I focus in on every year. Now, there's a lot of reasons for this, Joe. Picking season win totals in baseball, I'm comfortable with putting um, a lot of money down in wagers because I feel comfortable knowing that it's over a six-month period. So if, it's in, if, it, if you're using it in wagering terms, and let's say that you're willing to bet, uh, I'll use a low number, $200 on Monday night between Clemson and LSU. Let's say that's your budget, that you're willing to put a $200 bet on that game, which I don't think is unreasonable. I would be willing to do $1,000, as an example, on a win total, because I know it's over a six-month period. I have to look at it different. I'm making a six-month bet. So fortunately, last year, the big one for me was under on the Toronto Blue Jays, which was fantastic, a non-sweat, and uh, I'm still waiting to cash that one. In fact, I have to go to Vegas to do it. But uh, points bet, which is interesting because they are in New Jersey, and um, you know I don't know how much we're honestly allowed to even talk about points bet, but I'm doing it now. They're the ones that well, what's put the out-
4: first rule of points bet?
3: Is it like Fight Club? <laughs> I I don't know, so I apologize, and I know that we have you know certainly partnerships with uh, with other companies, but they've produced the win totals. So it gives me the opportunity to talk about them. And so for the purposes of this show and the content show, I'd like to go through these a little bit and get some of your thoughts on them. I'll tell you the one that I like the most. Usually, by the way, when I do these, I'll go on VEASAN every year and I'll give out my favorite one. Um, I pretty much know what my favorite one going into this year, but I got to be sure and see what the line is, because it could obviously change. In fact, they released some of these, some went up and some went down. But I don't know how you feel about these, Joe. But to me, this is the most fascinating part of the betting season because I don't like betting on individual baseball games. and, And I don't do it because of just my relationship with being able to cover the game. But as far as the totals go at the beginning of the season, I feel like there's enough variance, enough randomness to it where something can happen. I could be completely right. I could be completely wrong. But I feel like I have a good indication on some of these going into the year. How about you?
4: Oh, this is one of my favorite bits to do. We do this on the Black Book every year for football and for baseball. I love the season win totals. I think it's a great way. It also favors the person who understands the depth of some of these teams or lack thereof. It's also who understands the inner workings of a lot of these teams and what the pipeline is for a lot of these teams, because it's very difficult for a team like Toronto, despite how good that pipeline was. That you knew like they were still gonna be youth and experience and they did not have the pitching to win games. And then there's other teams where you look at them and you know that the pipeline's coming and they have a real opportunity to maybe be a sneaky over because as like Oakland could have been a team last year that I think a lot of people were unsure about, but as you know, they they got great pitching out of Montas in the beginning, they got really great pitching at the last six starts out of Manaya, they got some people there who really showed up towards the end of that season for them and made a difference in that rotation. So it favors the smart baseball fan and to a certain extent, the smart fantasy baseball fan. They should really consider taking a look at this if they haven't before because you're right the six-month long-term bet is much different than the football team that has a massive quarterback injury and then they never recover from it because the season's so short
3: yeah so i'm i'm more comfortable uh, doing this and um i'm very proud of the success that i've had at this but i would also say this from a wagering point of view and doing shows on the black book and doing discussions here i want to you know it's it's very different than actually placing the bet okay remember when we're going over these. There is no way in the world that no matter how many win totals I review and no matter how many pieces of advice I would review, you got to be responsible within yourself and understand that there's no chance I would ever bet on 10 baseball win totals. None. Usually it is one for me and one only every year. The other thing that I'll say is I got involved with football this year pretty heavily and after pushing on the Dolphins, I'm done. I'm not doing the I, I'll talk about the NFL and I'll make advice on the NFL. But for where my money is going, I'm probably not doing the NFL anymore. After what happened with the Dolphins, I'm just uh, too disenchanted to push, well, even though maybe, I didn't lose. Maybe I, you should
4: talk with me about that before the end of the beginning of the season. Maybe maybe a little earlier preparation. Maybe we avoid these. No, these problems. Not, do, not doing
3: no. it. All right. Not doing it. No. Unless you want to throw 5000 down on an NFL win total and have legit big Craig, if I on had that, an extra
4: five grand to throw well, that's in with the you, point. I would throw it in all day. Well, that's, you know? the, po- so, that's well. the point.
3: It's a lot different to talk about it than it is to actually bet it. And and when you have legit, you know, what I would consider a significant amount of money on something and you have to sweat that the entire year and it comes down to that last game and then the Patriots end up losing to the Dolphins at home, I'm done. I'm out. I, and by the way, I didn't lose. I didn't lose a dollar. I know you I, pushed. But I, but I But that told me, you know what? probably should stop doing it. Too much luck involved in that. So um, somebody else who did it gave some advice on those two ended up going two and one, but it doesn't matter. My advice is different than actual your own money. And that's I'm very well, yes very and no, because
4: I do a lot of drafts for hire for people who have significant investments, very similar to what you're talking about. And they actually hire me to do their draft for them because they love managing their teams, but they feel like drafting is something they are not always good at or something things they struggle or whatever it is. And I've got a couple of people over a couple of years, I've done high stakes drafts for as, as for hire. And I can tell you right now, I draft like it's my team. I mean, I'm not drafting like it's somebody else. I, I know, but fantasy and gambling are not the same thing. They're not the same thing. But I think only in this, I'm only making the, the caveat where I feel like your knowledge of certain things, especially in baseball, of the depth of an organization does certainly go into this. Fact With, that I think it uh,
3: fact. Uh, well, because I know a lot more about this, but I feel like I know a lot about football, too. And right, I Well, let's let's get to and I, Let, and let's I, and it. I failed. I'm, it's just fantasy. We're going to fail to
4: do one of these if we don't do one. Well, listen, we're having a good conversation. I'm
3: not gonna we stop. are. Uh, okay. Do any? Uh, I, I guess we could start by saying, do any jump out at you? Um, well, here's you the, know, thing. And, and, the thing. you sent me, I
4: can't see. <laughs> so almost. I don't know why that is. Okay. Um, unless uh, unless there's like one large, um, you know, board where I can see well, the That's a once. great way to
3: start the show. Wait, right, so well, I let, mean, let, I, let's let's start in let's start in. Uh, oh wait, no, I think what. I think I've got this here. I th- I think I let's see. Let's start. It let's start in alphabetical order here, and we'll and we'll go down. Uh, right. Just you give me your initial thoughts. We talked about Arizona a lot. Mm-hmm. And we'll do a few of these uh, today. Perhaps we'll do a few of these tomorrow. We'll just continue the conversation as we go. Uh, Diamondbacks are eighty two and a half. That's their that's their win total number on on, right. on, on this site. Now again, there's only uh, this is way too early to be betting on these. These don't come out for another two weeks. I think at the Westgate, uh, you know, a lot of things can happen between now and then. But anyway, mm-hmm. Arizona's total is eighty two and a half.
4: This is a tricky one because I think people will see this and say, "Well, they won eighty five last year, and they added Bumgarner, and that's true." But they uh, so you, you would think that this isn't actually a gimme. And I kind of feel like it is. If they deal Robbie Ray, I would take the under here because I'm not sure we're ready for Gallon to have that much responsibility in the rotation. So I would actually be a little bit a little bit hesitant there. Now, the other plus is you look at the rest of this division, Giants, Rockies, Padres still kind of scuffling, trying to figure out who they are, especially the we know the Giants are at least. But the Padres making a run could eat into that win total as well. Right now, as things are, as a rotation is, I would take the over on this one because I think that's very comfortable. Where would you go?
3: Yeah, uh, I mean, again, wouldn't bet it, but I think that from an opinion point of view, I would go over. Uh, One of my favorite ones is within this division, and it will fit into my narrative, and so I will probably have to go over with an opinion uh, on Arizona. Uh, Also, something in general that I don't do when it comes to the win totals, and I'll give my opinions on all these, is that I don't bet the top and I don't bet the bottom. I think that there is just way too much variance in that. Teams like Baltimore, Detroit, Kansas City in the 50s and 60s, teams like the Yankees, Astros, teams at the top. One big injury derails your whole year at the top, and a little bit of a good performance in April and September puts those teams from the bottom above. So I usually search for the middle just to give you an idea how I do it. No, that makes sense. Braves are sitting at 90.5, and and we know the moves that they made in the offseason. There's still one big one to come if you factor in war. If they end up with Donaldson, this number is going to go up by the time this goes uh, to Vegas. So but it's 90 and a half right now, Joe.
4: I'd like to get this one early because I feel like if if you do feel that Donaldson is coming, <laughs> then I think I mean, it's, last a year 90, they won, it's a
3: 91 or 92 and a half if, if they get him. He's yeah. definitely at least a one or two win player. I agree. So if that's the case, I think you jump on
4: this now. They won 97 games last year. Uh, however, I do think that the Mets, Phillies and Nationals are all really strong. I think this is going to be a very tight division. Uh, you know, God bless the Marlins, but this is a tough, tough situation here for them because this is a, this is everybody got the, better. Yeah. Everybody got better. And I think it's by far the best division in the national league. I don't think, it's, that, I think it's even a question. No um, it Might be the best division in baseball. <laughs> we all look up at it. And I think, I think that's, that's a little scary, but I think 90 in that range that works for me. I think I would go the over on this one right now. If it climbed up to 92, 93, that's where I start to get a little hesitant because I do think everybody else, like you said, got better or, you know, I don't think Nationals got better. They at least keep pace. But I think the Mets got a little better, the Phillies got a little better. And I think that's that's a that's something to pay attention to.
3: Yeah, I would I would lean toward the over here. I don't have a strong opinion on this one. I actually feel a little bit better about Arizona than I do Atlanta, because Atlanta could easily be in that eighty-eight ninety win range. So I don't I don't think there's a ton of value on this one. Uh Baltimore is fifty-seven and a half Joe. Um I mean you could only go under here, I think, if if you had interest in doing it. I I mean, but again, you know, all they need to do is was, was have a good um good April and good um and good September to hit sixty. You know? I mean they, they traded VR who was by far their best player. And they have Mancini. I don't I don't see them dealing him, but I could only go under on Baltimore. I don't think that they're playing to win this year. Um uh, plan they could plan to win. <laughs> they could do anything they want to win
4: but they won 54 games last year they're not better they're not better better. i'm I'm gonna go i'm gonna go under i mean you might even argue they're worse because they also you would you could argue
3: they're worse but this is the problem with betting the unders at 50s is that they they start off 15 and 15 you're dead (laughs) like that's like a big part of what i don't know
4: but i also look at you know as as bad as dylan bundy was he made all his starts like who's filling that void
3: that, they, that's, they, that's they, a team, man. No, they're not. They're not in it to win it. The not to win pitching that's going to
4: be on that team is going to be brutal. Like every DFS slate, I'm just going to look who's playing the Giants, who's playing Baltimore. All right, let's go. And it's not going to be right every night, but it's going to be right a lot. No, <laughs> it's
3: true. That's true. Uh, we only got through three of these teams, so we'll continue this conversation next, right here on Fantasy Sports Today. Don't go
1: These days, it's understandable if you feel anxious, stressed, or lonely because of COVID. You're not alone. Worrying about physical separation, your own health, and the health of family and friends can weigh heavily on you. But with the help of CalHOPE, you can get important mental health resources and information to help you find your way in these difficult times. Call 1-833-317-HOPE to talk to someone who can help. That's 1-833-317-4673. Hope will persevere. These days, it's understandable if you feel anxious, stressed, or lonely because of COVID. You're not alone. Worrying about physical separation, your own health, and the health of family and friends can weigh heavily on you. But with the help of CalHOPE, you can get important mental health resources and information to help you find your way in these difficult times. Call one 317 hope to talk to someone who can help. That's one 317 4673 Hope will persevere.
0: Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia.
3: And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Joe and I are going through some baseball win totals. We'll continue the conversation. In case you missed it, go back and listen on demand. We covered Arizona, Atlanta, and Baltimore, and some of my theories and discussions on this. If anybody wants to ask me, by the way, about any of the win totals, you can hit me up on Twitter at Craig Mish. Joe and I feel as though we're actually in conjunction on these, I think, I don't know, Arizona, Arizona, um, I would say heavy lean toward the over Atlanta. I'll pass, but we both kind of light the over at 90. And a half. I'm more of
4: pass on that one than any so far. Okay. That's my All biggest
3: right. pass passes. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard not knowing who's gonna Well, gonna
4: also I, I'm still waiting for can Soroka repeat. Can this you know, there's a lot yes, of questions, questions there in that rotation. Just
3: for sure. Uh, Baltimore is 57 and a half. I mean, they, you'd have to lean toward the under here based on what they're bringing back. But again, I would put a big caution flag on this because teams in April and teams in September Maybe September is a little bit different with not having as many players available. It is going to be different, but still, still I've seen this play out before. Baltimore could be going into the last week of the season with 52 wins and win five and kill you. And you're like, I was right the whole year and lost and it was not right the last week. Just be careful on that. Red Sox, 90 and a half. So this plays into what I think the Red Sox are going to do. So how in the world did MLB.com as them as like the 18th best team in baseball. I don't know, but, Their win total is 90 and a half. Does this mean that a lot of people like the Red Sox nationally and they have to set a high number because they know that everybody would bet the over if they're 86, 87? Maybe that is the case. I don't have a strong opinion on this one at all. I think that this is right where the Red Sox are probably going to be. If you go by what everybody thinks, then this is an under and an easy under for uh, based on every projection so far, but their total, Joe, here is 90 and a half. What are your thoughts on that?
4: Yeah, this is a hard pass for me, too, because this one lives and dies with Chris Sales Arm Health. And if he goes, forget it. If he's great, it's going to go over. I, I just I just think that's where we're at. It's, it's about Chris Sale, his health. How healthy is he really? And we don't know. And we're not going to know. This is one of the great crapshoots of the 2020 season. And I can tell you I'm going to have probably zero shares to find out. And well, you know what? I had zero shares of Kershaw to find out. And that turned out to be wrong. And I'm at peace with that. I I broke up. I wrote a big love letter last year on Fantrax HQ where I broke up with Clayton Kershaw. And I can tell right now, this year I'm breaking up with Kershaw. I I can't do it. Um, I I just Boston, you're right. This number is set because it's Boston. And because you would imagine they're going to be competitive because they're the Boston Red Sox. And they still have a very formidable lineup. But this is a hard pass for me. If you had to ask me to go which way, I'll go the under because I'm not sold that Kershaw is healthy.
3: Uh, I'll pass Um, and I'll and I'll say that I think that it could go over, but I'm just not interested in the total. I'm just I I don't have interest. Uh, I I would have a lean on this next one here. Chicago Cubs uh, regular season wins. I think that they set this total too high. 88 and a half. I don't think the Cubs are better. I think that they could make some trades. Their farm system is not really good. They don't have any reinforcements. They didn't really do much. So I don't love the number, but if I had to lean Joe, I would lean under 88 and a half on the Cubs. I don't think that they're better than they were last year. Uh, I don't I don't see how they would be. So I would probably yeah. lean under here.
4: Look, 84 games last year was the win total for the Cubs, and that was with a absolutely dominant second half from you Darvish. That's probably not sustainable, but you hope a certain to a certain extent repeatable within an 80-90% range. That's your hope. But even with that, I'm kind of I'm kind of with you. I mean, if they bring back Castillo and they make a real commitment, I guess the other question is if you believe that they lost a lot of games in the bullpen last year and you believe a full season with Kimbrel makes a difference then I can understand this win total but right now I kind of lean towards the under as well as of right now but I think I think this number is because of the bullpen situation that's that's the
3: thought process behind it would be my guess. Yeah, I, it's 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 kind of strange here because I don't they see a lot, lot of games in the bullpen last year. Yeah, yeah, maybe that could. And that's a good reason, by the way, to go over, because that usually normalizes itself. Bullpens are very different from year to year. It but, also normalizes when you have Kimbrell for three months as opposed to six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I you know, probably won't bet it, but I, I could see an under here. I think this is set a little too high. Uh, this is one that's going to be polarizing for a lot of people. But I think that the number is uh, fair. But the odds here uh or minus 130, it says here, on the 133 over eighty one and a half. The under is plus 110. So that basically means, Joe, by the time that these come out in Vegas in a week or two, the White Sox number is probably going to be a little bit higher than this. This is going to be a very popular bet over, and I would caution on this one. I would bet under. I will go under on this one. I'll wait for this number to go up a little bit. Uh, I don't know if this is one that I would bet or not. But I've seen this story before. This is the we added a bunch of players and we're trying to win, and then they don't come close to this number. Uh, I, I see the White Sox as a 76 77 win team. I, I would probably say under on this one as well.
4: You know what I do too you know, they won 72 games last year, and I'm trying to justify okay, if they nine games better? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I, I don't. they they're nine games better in terms of talent on the field, but how do you convert that to wins? Well, it converts in the rotation. Are you getting quality starts out of Keuchel enough? Are you getting quality starts out of – does Kopek make a, a a big pop there in the rotation? Does Ronaldo Lopez pitch well? Does Dylan Cease take a step forward like and, and capitalize on the big September he had? And
3: all of those things have to happen for, the for them to hit the 81. So I
4: would think this is a very – this is one of the sneakiest unders I think you could take.
3: But you got to wait, wait, because a lot of people will uh, when it comes out, they'll go over. I I think that this will end up at 83 or 84. Then you could have oh that's That is a comfortable under. Yeah. Then you wait on that. Uh, okay. the Reds is an interesting one here because they're kind of like the Padres. They've been waiting to win for a long time. They've added some nice pieces to their team. Uh, I would like to wait for the Reds to be done with the offseason to make the final call on here. If I thought that Bauer would be better than what he was last year, I would probably lean toward the over on the Reds. I've been an under guy on the Reds the last few years because even with their ads, they were very bizarre. I'm not really sure what the direction is, honestly, of the organization because they seem to get these guys for like one year and then they're done. I, I don't really get that. But I'm going to say uh, I'm going to lean toward over, surprisingly, on Cincinnati. Uh, I think Pittsburgh is probably the one doormat at the division, and I think that they'll move some guys as well. And I don't love uh what the Cardinals have done. I don't love what the Cubs have done. And just by virtue of those teams doing nothing and the Reds trying to get better uh better, I think it's close for me, but I'd lean toward over eighty two and a half.
4: Well last year they won seventy five and I think Mustakas comes in there and replaces what used to be the lineup threat to a certain extent of what Joey Votto was before Joey Vado became nothing. I think I think Mustaka's solid three or four win player. I do. Okay, so you're up to seventy eight. Mm-hmm. Now the question is okay, you're gonna get the same year out of Sonny Gray and Castillo, you hope. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe. But I but, but think Bauer the, is the
3: big key. Bauer is a very Bower is
4: the key, big key. And and I'll tell you what, I'm not gonna put money on that lunatic. Okay. Because he is. That's he fair. is. Look, it's and fair. and he's an absolute lunatic, and you never know what you're gonna get out of him. And you're right, the Reds could very well be that team, and it would not shock me whatsoever, but it would surprise me if Trevor Bauer was able to be that difference maker guy. So I would take the under here because kind of okay. like the White Sox, although I think they're better. I don't know if they're nine games better or eight games better, or whatever that is, just because they signed Moustakis. And just, I mean, I love fair, It's
3: a fair assessment. I, yeah. I, the only thing that I say with the Reds is that it's the second year of them trying to do this, not the first year. Last year was that year where they got Puig, uh, Sonny Gray, uh, Bauer, like they added a lot of pieces that didn't all add up to it. Sometimes in the second year of doing it, they sometimes he has gone.
4: And now you got Akiyama in there
3: now instead. And you're just maybe you're he's kinda, good. Maybe, he's maybe. Good. maybe, maybe not. It's a it's a look, it's a questionable one for me. I just would lean a little. I understand it. why you're you're because I look taking, in the division. Yeah. I say, what did the Cardinals do? Are they better? Maybe they're the same. What did the Cubs do? Are they better? I know the Pirates are worse. Uh, I think pirates we know the
4: are Pirates are worse. I don't think any of us know what the if the Brewers are going to be as I don't uh, think they're better. The Brewers could very well fall way back into this division they just could. as soon as win it. And I think that's the thing with the Brewers. Like even this past year, I was I was not buying. I was not drinking the Brewer beer. But they they did well, though. The Brewers did, they well. did. shockingly. Yeah, they they, they did. won 89. Yeah, Yeah. they did
3: well. All right. The Indians, another uh, strange one here. Their total is 88 and a half. Uh, I think this is a really solid number. This is probably a pass for me. I also don't know what they're going to end up doing. I, you know, the thing is, is that uh, the under people would say, you know, their outfield is still not strong. This is true. They got rid of Kluber. This is true. But they easily could get good pitching performances uh, from Clevenger. Clevenger could end up being a one. In fantasy That was a pretty good rotation. Yeah, last and time. Clevenger missed like and half Sovalli the season. Yes. going to, going to go right, right in
4: there. Blow you away, but he's all right. Like he's a, he's a pitcher. He's not like a fantasy pitcher.
3: A big difference. Yeah. My, know? my concern here is they get to the halfway point, One or two things go wrong and they end up moving a lot of guys. And then you're sitting with an over on eighty eight and a half, and and they trade Lindor, let's say hypothetically, or they trade, uh, Carrasco hypothetical and then you're like oh my gosh I'm dead you know like I don't want to be in that spot so I'll just pass this one
4: I'm going to take the over Um, they won 93 games last year and they had a ton of things go wrong I mean the Kluber injury the Carrasco cancer the awful first half of, of Jose Ramirez They still won 93 games. They have great leadership, and I still think a huge bottom-feeder division here because you've got the Tigers, the Royals, and even the White Sox. Yeah, win games. So for me, this is an easy over. I'm going to take the opposite end. I think everything you're saying makes sense. I'm not saying it doesn't, but my perspective is just I think they're looking at this, and the reason they're not trading Lindor is they really think they have a chance to win this division, and I think that they're right because I think they have the best rotation in the division. I don't think they have the best offense in the division, but they have a competitive offense enough with the pieces they have with Lindor, with Santana, with Ramirez. We'll see if they make any more adjustments into that. Who knows? Maybe they're the one that brings in Ozuna. That's, That's a great landing spot for him. If they want to make that commitment, I doubt that's going to happen. But I'll tell you what, I think the Indians, also just comparative to the number of games you play in division now, they're going to go over this total.
3: Okay, Uh, let's end this uh, with this one. Uh, Colorado Rockies, which is clearly dangerous. If you do think that they're going to trade Arenado, I don't think that they will. But there's certainly there's too much smoke for there not to be some fire here with them, at least engaging in the conversation. Uh, Rockies had a terrible year last year. Terrible. And they uh, won less than 75 and a half games. But their total this year, Joe, is 75 and a half by virtue of bringing everybody it back. I think that they probably go over this because they literally, every single thing went wrong for them last year. The pitching went completely backward. Marquez in the first half, Freeland was a disaster the whole year. Uh, you know, uh, Blackman just wasn't as good. I mean, Desmond, they didn't do anything, though. That's the problem with the Rockies. They didn't do anything. They play in a division with one team worse than them, in my opinion, in San Francisco, and potentially three teams that are better. But the Rockies usually rally around that seventy-eight, eighty win mark, and not knowing about Arenado, I think I probably, because Arenado's like a, f- a four-win player, a five-win player. It's too dangerous for me at this point, so I'll pass.
4: I agree on the passing. Do you remember how many games they won two years ago? Just curious, because I was... 90? Uh, 91. Yeah, yeah, they were great. <laughs> the, well, last year, you got to understand, last year was a complete disaster. Well, a complete because, happened, disaster. because Marquez and Freeland did not pitch the same. Oh, you know, when you don't have the pitching, it's, that changes everything. Uh, I'm going to continue to make the statement that the Giants, who won 77 games last year, I can't wait till we get to that win total. I don't. Don't even tell me what it is. I want to be surprised. But that is going to be such a disaster that
3: also. That's well, I, that's that's the one for me this year. Yep. Well,
4: I that's, think that, that the one. Rockies have enough in there where, like you said, even if you shake the dust off a little bit and you play the Giants without, you know, you play the Giants without Bumgarner a couple more times or whoever else is on that team left. I think that's where you can make up a little ground. So if I had to go, I'd go the over. But you're right. There's a lot of unknown here.
3: Yeah. All right. Uh, so uh, we will going to take a quick time out. We'll continue doing win totals as the we get into the spring. We're still in the heat of the winter. But as the spring goes on, we'll look at these here on Fantasy Sports today. Uh, but coming up next, we've got the two-minute drill. And then we're going to turn it over to Dr. Roto. He's coming up at the top of the hour with full-time fantasy. I'm sure some more. Breakdowns of the NFL games coming up this weekend. If you're playing in the one and done fantasy styles, conversations on that as well. Maybe some DFS conversations as well with Doctor Roto that's coming up too. If you're listening to Fantasy Sports Today along with Joseph Pia, I'm Craig Mish. We've got our two minute drill next.
1: These days, it's understandable if you feel anxious, stressed, or lonely because of COVID. You're not alone. Worrying about physical separation, your own health, and the health of family and friends can weigh heavily on you. But with the help of CalHOPE, you can get important mental health resources and information to help you find your way in these difficult times. Call 1-833-317-HOPE to talk to someone who can help. That's 1-833-317-4673. HOPE will persevere. These days, it's understandable if you feel anxious, stressed, or lonely because of COVID. You're not alone. CalHOPE, a program at the California Department of Health Care Services, can connect you with resources for mental wellness. Visit CalHOPE at calhope.org to find tips and useful resources to support your mental wellness during these difficult times. Or call CalHOPE at one 317 hope to talk to someone who can help. That's one 317 4673 Hope will persevere.
0: Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pisapia.
3: Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. As we end the show, as always, it's time that we end it here on the two-minute drill.
0: The two-minute warning. Two minutes, get your
3: together. Is that going to be enough time? All right, I am going to end the show today with a conversation that I think absolutely needs to be had. We talked about it a little bit earlier in the show. Joe made some really good points. Rivalries in sports. Man, do they move the needle. And I, and I get it. They're going to be great games. They're going to be Super Bowls, college football championships, World Series. But when you get two teams that genuinely do not like each other and two teams that have a lot of success and historical success, by the way, too, it makes for some great theater. So when we see last night Jimmy Butler kind of just railing in on T.J. Warren, a player that a lot of people don't even know who he is from the Indiana Pacers, it creates buzz. It creates fun. Now, on the flip side, you don't want violence. You don't want guys fighting. You don't want guys hitting each other. But when you kind of get into it verbally and players are able to especially speak their minds after games, it does make for some great theater. So in March, when the Pacers take on the Miami Heat, it may provide some of the most interesting fireworks of the NBA season, still to be determined. That'll do it for the show. Thanks again to our producer, Sean Guastamacchia. For my co-host, Joe Pizapia, I'm Craig Nish. Full-time fantasy is coming your way next. We're back tomorrow on Friday at noon. Final opinion and picks on all of the NFL games and even discussion on the college football championship on Monday. Have a great Thursday night, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow at noon. See ya.
1: If you're feeling anxious, stressed, or lonely in these difficult COVID times, call CalHOPE at 1-833-317-HOPE to talk to someone who can help. That's 1-833-317-4673. Hope will persevere. If you're feeling anxious, stressed, or lonely in these difficult COVID times, call CalHOPE at 1-833-317-HOPE to talk to someone who can help. That's 1-833-317-4673. Hope will persevere.